Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of All the Hard Things. We are going to nerd out today about one of my favorite topics ever, exposure and response prevention, and why it works, how it works, all of the good stuff. So by the end of this podcast episode, you should be able to very clearly understand why ERP works. We'll go over very basically kind of what it is and how it works. So whether this is something that you've done before or something that you're just curious about, you're going to learn, okay, that makes freaking sense. Because when we first embark on this OCD and anxiety recovery journey and we hear about exposure and response prevention or ERP, it can seem so paradoxical, right? So this whole concept of going out of your way to do the difficult things, doing the exposures, and then also having the response prevention, i.e. not doing your rituals or your compulsions, it sounds so paradoxical. And it's totally different probably from what a lot of you have heard about as far as maintain, you know, managing your anxiety, doing coping skills, all of that. So just really quickly, ERP is the gold standard treatment for OCD and anxiety. And some people don't like that term, but it's just a nice way to kind of package it and say that this is the frontline treatment, that if you have OCD or anxiety, ERP is going to be as it stands right now this is going to be the way to go. So we have other uh, evidence-based treatments too that are coming up and getting more and more. You know, we have acceptance and commitment therapy. We have inference-based CBT. Um, at this present moment in time, exposure and response prevention blows all of them out of the water, has a ton more research to back it up. And nine times out of 10, actually probably even more than that. If my loved one needed OCD and anxiety help, they, I would 100% recommend that they do ERP. Um, but that would be a totally different episode about, you know, why ERP versus these other treatments, blah, blah, blah. Um, I kind of like to focus on ERP for the most part and then bring in a little bit of acceptance and commitment therapy here and there and some other things. But anyway, how the heck does it work, right? Because it does seem so paradoxical. So just a really quick brief overview of ERP. So it essentially is a two-part two-part solution to a two-part problem. So the two-part problem being obsessions and compulsions, two-part solution being exposure and response prevention. 
So exposure essentially just means that we are going to gradually have you go out of your way to do something that is anxiety provoking. So you purposefully go out of your way to put yourself in a position of being triggered. And the whole crux of all of this is that you have to be resisting your compulsions. So if that seems new or confusing to you or you're like, why would I want to resist compulsions? Definitely head to my website, www.jennaoverbottlpc.com slash masterclasses. I have tons of masterclasses on the OCD and anxiety cycle. I also have one on ERP basics. So I go into much more detail there in that uh, masterclass about that. Also have some other podcasts too about sneaky rituals, about approaching anxiety courageously, and so many other awesome things. Um, But essentially, we need you to resist your compulsions in order to weaken that OCD cycle. Because with every single compulsion that you do, you are giving OCD credibility, you're giving credibility to that initial obsession, and we need to break that cycle. So really, really important that we resist those compulsions and Exposure and response prevention has us do just that. It has us do the exposure piece, which is gradually going out of our way to do the anxiety-provoking thing, and then do the response prevention where we are changing or messing with OCD's pattern. We are not any longer doing exactly what we would have done, i.e. the rituals, so on and so forth. So you approach feared situations and you prevent the associated rituals or avoidance behaviors. There's two kind of models that explain why and how ERP works. First and foremost, we have the habituation model, and then we have the inhibitory learning model or inhibitory learning theory model. So first things first, habituation, it is kind of the reigning model of what explains ERP and how it works, why it works. Habituation is just a simple way of saying that you are you get used to it. So we all habituate to all kinds of different things. We all you know, when we jump into a pool, it's really cold at first, but eventually we get warmer and eventually our bodies get used to it, right? So this is kind of the theoretical framework that underlies ERP. The concept of habituation just means that as you do something and you stick with it and you do it repeatedly, your anxiety or your distress will reduce over time. So through repeated exposure to feared stimuli or feared situations, you eventually don't experience them as as anxiety provoking or as distressing because you have that continued exposure. So it occurs through the brain's natural learning process and the reduction of the fear response. So you continue to do the scary thing, do the scary thing, do the scary thing, do the scary thing, and you habituate to it. So you get used to it. And that's why it's so important to resist your compulsions there, right? Because if you are doing your compulsions, your brain is going to attribute your compulsions to what kept you safe you're not going to be able to actually have that follow through of learning because your brain is going to be like, oh, the reason why this worked out is because you did the ritual. So that's why you really need to make sure that you are not doing your compulsions. And again, we all habituate. We all have the ability to habituate. It's a very ingrained physiological process. As we continue to do things, we get used to it unless you are messing with the pattern somehow, i.e. ritualizing. So that has kind of been the reigning underlying theoretical framework for ERP for the longest time. Within the past couple of years, we've been talking more and more about the other theory or the other model, the inhibitory learning model. And a lot of times people in the OCD and anxiety community, they kind of butt heads as to, oh no, like we need to go just with the habituation model or no, we need to just do the inhibitory learning theory model. 
I'm of the opinion that both of these concepts are at play and they both complement each other. And theoretically, I don't think that they're all that different. They definitely do rely on your brain's natural learning processes and lead to the reduction of the fear response. So the inhibitory learning model says that essentially as you continue to do these exposures and you know resist your compulsions you through experience allow yourself an alternative perspective so you learn new uh conditions you essentially are no longer inhibiting that uh you're no longer kind of inhibiting that alternative uh, response that situationally probably would have happened. Uh, so you allow yourself to have what's called a corrective experience. So through this corrective experience, you learn that your feared outcomes or consequences are not as catastrophic as you thought, that they're not as likely as you thought, and that even if they did happen, that you could handle it. So let's say that you are fearful of dogs. You got bit by a dog and you were scared of dogs. So every single time that you go outside and you see someone walking their dog, you run to the opposite side of the street. You think that you're going to get bit. That's really scary for you. And so you avoid, you flee. You know, you're going to get that rush of anxiety and say, oh my gosh, thank goodness I don't have to feel anxious anymore. Thank goodness I didn't walk by that dog because otherwise I would have gotten bit. The inhibitory learning model would say that, you know, as you approach that dog and you eliminate that ritual or that avoidance behavior, yes, you're going to feel anxious. But then having walked by the dog, you're opening yourself up to that new learning opportunity or to that corrective experience of potentially not getting bit by the dog. By avoiding, we only allow ourselves to have that one negative fear-based option, i.e., thank goodness you didn't walk by that dog, otherwise you would have gotten bit. Whereas if we actually allow ourselves to go through that anxiety-provoking process, we open ourselves up to a whole new host of learning alternatives where, sure, we could get bit, but we also could have had a really pleasant experience with that dog, and we also could have had just a totally neutral experience with that dog. So, by not ritualizing and by approaching these things that are anxiety provoking to us, we open ourselves up to new learning. And again, we open ourselves up to have those corrective experiences of, oh, I could walk by the dog and not get bit, or I could walk by that dog and that that dog was actually really cool and really friendly. And you learn that your feared outcomes and consequences aren't as likely to happen and they're not as catastrophic. Um, And that ultimately, even if you are Uh, even if that feared consequence does happen, that you can handle it, that you can tolerate it. So I love to just talk about how these things work because, you know, I think if people can understand why uh, this ERP, why why it works and how it works, I think it kind of makes a little bit more sense versus just kind of diving into something blindly and not understanding all the mechanisms that are taking place. So big picture here, you guys, is that if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, you really want to make sure that you are either working with somebody who does ERP or you are really, really trying hard to implement it on your own. Um, Of course, I would always rather somebody have a therapist who understands and is knowledgeable about OCD and ERP. But as we know that that's not always possible, I would so much rather somebody rely on my resources than to go to a therapist who does not understand OCD or ERP. As we know, and as we've talked about in previous episodes, that that can actually be really harmful. Not getting the right treatment and not implementing the right evidence-based strategies can be very detrimental to OCD and can not just keep you stagnant, but can actually contribute to you getting sicker, staying worse, um, and just waste of time. So My hope for all of you is that you are able in whatever capacity you're able to, whether that's with a therapist or with my content or however it is, 
that you really get into exposure and response prevention and that you implement these skills um, as much as you possibly can. And now hopefully you know why the heck it works and how the heck it works so that when you're going through this process and you're doing the difficult things of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, resisting the compulsions, you know what is going on and that this is all going to pay off, that this is all just in the efforts of trying to rewire your neural networks to get you to be more tolerant of uncertainty, to get you to have those new corrective experiences and to eventually habituate and have a a reduced fear response. That is possible for each and every single one of you out there who is listening. And again, if you need more resources on this, head to my website at www.jennaoverbotlpc.com slash masterclasses. And I have a ton of resources there for you. We also have a blog that you can go and you can actually go and search content. So if you are curious about a certain word or a certain phrase or a certain concept, you can literally go there and search my content and it will search all of my podcasts. It will search all of my blogs and it will pull you up all of of the things that you need to know. Plus tons of masterclasses that you can get right now. All of our masterclasses come with an exclusive Facebook community of other people who have also made that leap, who are also committed to ERP and who are doing the dang things. So, so much power to you guys. So much hopefulness for you guys. There's nothing but resources out there. So again, head to my show notes if you need those links again. Otherwise, it's www.jennaoverbotlpc.com slash masterclasses. I cannot wait to hear your experience with all of this. Reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. I'm over on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh, and I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. In the meanwhile, guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. I will see you next week. Stay tuned and keep doing all the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.